Welcome to and Almost Starring, the show where each week we take a film and break down the casting, including who almost starred. I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And if this turns into a nun's bar, I'm out of here. We're looking at Sister Act. For better or for worse, out there is a universe where it may seem bizarre, but they were almost starring. Amy Jo, how are you doing today? Jeff, I'm great. I am as well, and thank you for asking. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> and I think we're uh, doing especially great because we have a special guest today. Yeah. Uh, he is a comedian, uh, actor, uh, published novelist, screenwriter. Are there any other hyphenates that I'm forgetting? The man sings. Uh, the, he, the, man, the man does sing. Uh, <laughs> a beekeeper. Uh, <laughs> uh, and your real life brother, Amy Joe. That's it is true. Aaron Jackson. Welcome, Aaron. Hello. Hello. Thank you. Hello. Hello. I am a beekeeper. <laughs> I would believe it. Beekeeper first. <laughs> Dancer I'm sorry. Second. I'm sorry. <laughs> We know it to be true. (laughs) The keeper of the bees. Uh, Let's get into it, guys. Uh, Sister Act is a comedy that came out on May 29th, 1992, and was directed by Emil Ardolino and written by Joseph Howard, a.k.a. Paul Rudnick, trying to hide himself. Amy Jo. And and Aaron, what are you guys' experiences with Sister Act? Had you guys maybe seen this movie before? (laughs) You could say so. You could say so. Uh, We were... (laughs) 92, that is sort of prime age. Yeah. Uh, ni- you were 92 years we old. We were 92. You were 92. <laughs> Maggie Smith's eternal age. <laughs> yes. When we she watched Especially this. in that era. Like, yeah. This was the year, what, after the Hook? Year, the year after Hook. And we just watched Hook because we just did it on the podcast. And it's like, they have her in so much old age makeup yes. in that. And in this, it's like, she looks like a spring chicken. <laughs> I know. But she the, looks like a plucked chicken. You could understand how 90s, 80s kids think, like, have oh, assumed yes. she's been dead for years yeah. <laughs> and, and you're like she's still like because we because then secret garden we secret garden was like the year after yeah. this she's playing crotchety old medlock yeah. housekeeper character actress oh she was call. 14 when she filmed these movies <laughs> so talented <laughs> such a, a talented actress <laughs> um yeah we watched this we we did not see it in theaters i remember watching it in yeah. our den yes. like for the first time but then also this was one we watched the movie ad nauseum, but we also had the CD, the CD. and our parents yeah. had one of those CD players which held like 60 CDs right. and you would punch in the number. Like my mom had written them out on a yellow legal pad. So yes. you're like, oh, number 17 is somewhere in time. <laughs> and so then we're watch- we would like put on the Sister Act soundtrack and we would dance, dance. in the living room to it straight through until you were like covered in sweat oh yeah like, because it ends with shout calisthenics yeah <laughs> so it's the only cardio we got all of child sweat into yeah. the nuns yeah yeah <laughs> love no, it no yeah we would do. and I, um and if i correct me if i'm wrong but i think one time we did something bad and mom <laughs> hid not the cd but hid the tape wow. and then never like couldn't you find, find it, it again. <gasps> and we were very you know, this was the only thing we'd ever suffered <laughs> in our lives. But what, a, but what about the most suffering that you possibly yeah. could to hide your sister? And we're like, where's that sister? sister She's like, I don't know. Oh. That's a real, and she claims not to be like her mother. And yet yeah. she hides one thing and but, can't but find you, it. But you never found it. 
I don't think so. Oh, maybe we bought it again or something. Cause... Well, we probably did because then we would have moved and then it would have been DVD time. But you would think right. that in moving that you would have found it. So do you think there was a secret ploy she from have, your mother? She might have been really You're, mad. Was she possibly sick of hearing it? Yeah. Again possibly. and again and again. She, she could have just given it to, you chucked know. Chucked it in the garbage. Yeah, garbage. She also, um, Amy had a hamster and I had a lizard and she released both of those pets into the Quote wild. unquote, <laughs> into the wild. <laughs> so then, she maybe she think... released Sister Act into the wild. <laughs> now, do you think the hamster and the lizard uh, joined forces in, in their sojourn into nature or do you think they immediately duked it out and they're like, only one of us is going to survive? They, they both perished. <laughs> I'm sure. A hawk came by and immediately snatched yeah. up both, one in each Lizard talent. had a better chance in Texas than yes. the hamster than the hamster, oh, hamster, the hamster in the wild? Yeah. How often have you come across a hamster, hamster in the wild, wild in Texas? <laughs> There's a DreamWorks movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have uh, this is only my second time seeing Sister Act and the first time was just a few years ago with Amy Jo I'd never seen it before and had you seen two no, I still have never seen two. Okay, well, a lot of people will tell you that, that two, two is better, superior film. Yeah, a lot and of I think well, I I was very snobby about that when mm-hmm. I was younger. It was like one is better, but um, after number two does have a killer soundtrack. Mm. Yes, and, and the, I think and that, the finale of number yes. two is better than the finale of number one, For like sure. without okay. a doubt. I think also a lot of our peers yes. are people who are suckers for a musical number. Love a singer. Love a singer. Love a vocalist. And Lauren Hill. Lauren Hill. She Come gives on. it to you in that movie. She sure too. does. I, I wonder if it's also, I mean, as a kid, so often you got to put, you're putting kids somewhere in your movie because we just did Hook a few weeks ago. Right, it's right, like right. you have all these kids because the kids are like, that's who I'm responding to. I don't Whereas, relate to Robin Williams' dad. <laughs> I'm responding uh, to Sister Mary Lazarus. <laughs> sure. <laughs> also, we're, we Hi, were sweetheart. even at that age, like dramaturg. So we're like, oh, oh, does it make sense that Dolores would go back to the convent? We're like, oh, there's holes in right. this plot. So, so, so whereas many kids would like Sister Act 2 because you have all these kids singing. And the yeah. first, it's the first one. You don't need the kids. When right. you're already uh, an you, old nun at heart. Right. When you're already an ancient witch. <laughs> right. You just want to see more of your kind. And yeah. a- Amy and I both also prefer Home Alone 1 to Home Alone 2, which I also think is unpopular with our generation. Which, come on, really. people. Oh, that seems more Tim Curry like, did enough movies yeah. for us to enjoy him in right. other pictures. I think people like the New York of it all and uh, love sure. the, like, sure. Tim Curry, um, mm. Dana. Um, Bird Lady. Yeah, Bird Lady. Yeah. Academy Award is, winner. Brenda Fricker, Bird Lady. But it's just Shovel Man with a new, <laughs> yeah. with new shellac on it. <laughs> it's just the same thing. Shovel Man. <laughs> So yeah, we we were always snobs, um, even in youth. About CG. I mean, I've talked about that many times on this pod that I'm like coming at things with new eyes, slightly less snobby eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but that's that's you know I come by it honestly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, but yeah, I think it's great. I think just watching it with fresh eyes and uh, yeah. you know just a few years ago and then again the other night, I was like, I could it's like I told him and Joe, I was like, I could watch this track too right now. I'm, I'd love to watch it. Yeah, even if it's a step down because they also rushed that into theaters because they did not expect this first one to be a hit and as soon as they were Whoopi got the call and was like guess guess what you're doing next year you're yeah. filming you're getting back in that habit get Lauren we're making number two and now uh, which we just discussed before we started recording listener that they are supposed to be making a third Sister yeah. Act for Disney straight to Disney Plus okay uh, where the working title is Sister Act 3 Old Habits Die Hard so she has to be well, she being uh, well, Whoopi she, Whoopi definitely will be in it to yeah. some extent but I I don't know. I don't know if to a cameo. I, I'm sure it'll be a supporting role. I mean, like, I bet Dallas Donuts is going to be starring is, like yeah. a, her character's daughter. That uh, could be cute. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, I mean so many Lauren of Hill's the old habits. So many of those old habits have already died. So Mary Wicks has been gone for a long time as old sister Lazarus. Um, <sighs> so good, so what good a, in this film. What a what a just a treat. Such a treat. <laughs> oh, uh, so Jeez. spoilers ahead. If you have not seen Sister Act or haven't seen it in a while, here's a brief ish synopsis. Dolores Van Cartier, a lounge singer in Reno, Nevada, accidentally witnesses her gangster boyfriend, Vince LaRocca, execute... Is it LaRocca or LaRocca? I think it's LaRocca. 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 Yeah, it does not rhyme with Mo Rocca, so I'll take also, that again. Vince La... <laughs> Though he was considered for the role. <laughs> Surprisingly. Considered... <laughs> Aaron, how did you know? Uh... <laughs> watched i love the 90s well who did it i i would be it's weird to know that morocco was in things other than i love the 90s because it feels like he was just born on that vh1 show and died on that vh1 show he did daily show for a minute he was like one of those early early correspondents Mm. when john stewart started you know before colbert even and corral steve wow 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 Interesting. Well, he was not, in fact, up for Vince La Roca. Uh, Well, we've already skipped the fact that Jennifer Lewis is in this picture, which I, watching it, did not realize till the credits. And I was like, Jeff. I know. That's Jennifer Lewis. She's a child. An infant child. Well, that's what I'm used to seeing her in her mature form. Yes, of Whoopi's uh, backup singers. Michelle. Michelle. Yes, it was Charlotte Crossley is Tina, and then Jennifer Lewis as uh, Michelle, who does get the more. They have such, they make a lot out of those tiny parts. They do. Both of those actresses. I mean, they make a moment. They're fun in the singing stuff. Like, and that's clear. Why wouldn't they hire them to do their own singing? Right. You know, obviously Jennifer Lewis sings. And then they're. So fun. They in got that, that mink scene. scene and they're great. They're fantastic. Yeah. And that's why I was unsurprised to learn it was Jennifer Lewis right. while I was shocked to learn that it was Jennifer Lewis. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so Dolores uh, witnesses her gangster boyfriend, Vince La. Roca. La Roca. La Roca. <laughs> Execute an informant. Uh, Police Lieutenant Eddie Souther offers to place her in witness protection, hiding her in a convent at St. Catherine's Parish in a rundown neighborhood in San Francisco. Dolores initially objects, then relents. The Reverend Mother, old Maggie Smith, the head nun of St. Catherine's, objects to taking Dolores in, but the local parish priest, Monsignor O'Hara, convinces her to go along because the police will pay the failing convent a large sum of money. Just $10,000. $10,000. Just be like, yeah, this is worth bringing down La Roca. Just now, yeah. listen. I get why the Monsignor might be Irish. Because it's a Catholic church. Mm-hmm. Why is she British? Yeah. Other than like, I always want she's, Maggie Smith. She's to hiding from something. She's yeah, she's she's almost she's a nun on the run as well. <laughs> she, yeah, where'd she come from? Why she's so Catholic? It's yeah. unusual for a Brit. What if that was the twist at the end? Uh, I mean, skipping ahead, that Maggie Smith is like, I'm resigning as well. Whoopi, I can't stay here, she's and like because a because ball. I yeah because I've lost their you know my Maybe my power a, here. It's it's really because like I now have to testify at my trial against yeah. Margaret Thatcher Ma- against Margaret <laughs> <laughs> on the run from her. I'm gonna bring. <laughs> that iron lady down. Yeah. <laughs> she won't be iron when I get through to her. <laughs> uh, yeah, so she objects, but uh, they're getting paid off. Uh, disguised as Sister Mary Clarence, Dolores struggles with the rigid convent life. One night after a poorly attended Sunday mass with a lackluster performance, to say the least. Lackluster is kind. That is yeah. kind. Uh, lack, very lackluster. Uh, a, a, a right mess. A right mess of performance <laughs> right from mess. the convent choir led by Sister Mary Lazarus. Dolores sneaks out to a bar followed by the perky Sister Mary Patrick and the shy Sister Mary Robert. They are caught by the Reverend Mother and Dolores is forced to join the struggling choir, which I was shocked that this was like halfway through the film. Yeah. It's like, this is seems to be like the point of the film like the pitch of the film right uh but 
it, the, it flies by this It does. This it movie. just clips I think along. also the pitch is really just like lounge singer in a convent. Yeah. Hilarious. Oh, absolutely. And then, uh, I don't know, uh, we'll make her sing. I know. Well, she'll do that. Yeah, but you do, you do feel like that that's going to be sort of the end of act one. It's like, right. oh, yeah. now she's directing the choir. It's like, this happens in act yeah. two, I feel like. Which, it's speaking like, of like the unfortunate musical of the same name, which mm-hmm. I saw for free, was still I paid a price you know um but it it they, I feel like they restructured it but yet not enough because like the demands of like we're doing a musical of it right. is different than watching it like unfold on screen and but I, I did feel that I was like oh I guess in the movie it actually does take a long time to get here mm-hmm. um but it works because it's Whoopi Goldberg yes oh, yeah. Whoopi's so good I mean yeah. we'll talk about it but she yeah. really is <sighs> so good it's, it's <laughs> remarkable it's it's an, an, inco- it's an iconic performance it I mean really that's the is. movie the movie's just Whoopi in a habit on that cover and that's and that's the movie it's like what do you stop drilling you your head oil stop trying to sell me on <laughs> it I'm already the, in the theater the promise of the premise <laughs> that we got it we got it uh, so she's forced to join the choir, and with her singing experience, Dolores is elected their director, and she works to transform the choir. At the next Sunday Mass, Dolores leads the already much improved choir yeah, in a fast. traditional, yeah, so fast, very quick. Very did quick. they did they ask the people who can't hold pitch to leave? They when, uh, one one big thing she did was sort of move them into the right sections, <laughs> and that really true. improved. <laughs> now you, you could have had the joke where it's like, okay, so you're my basses, you move over here together. You're the altos, you move over here, and then pick whichever one is really bad. It's like, okay, now you move out the door, keep walking, <laughs> keep walking, <laughs> keep going. Hey, you're hey, perfect. Hey, hey, hey. You're doing great. That's Wait, a no, nope, we can joke. still hear you. Get, keep going, keep walking, keep walking. Yep, perfect. Uh, so they do a traditional performance of "Hail Holy Queen" and then shift into a combined gospel and rock and roll interpretation. I just teared up. I teared up when you have like that oh, yeah. sweet seraphim of the oh. for Mary Robert okay. clearly can being we dubbed. Talk about yes. S- uh, sweet seraphim, but like up the octave yeah. when she's belting it. Like the number of times that like that. It has been sung in isolation. Even just, I'm thinking of like, there was one, I think it was doing Rocky Horror and we're all like in our actor housing, like drinking late into the night and it's just me and a bunch of young homosexual men mm-hmm. and we are just putting that on so we can all sing <laughs> the Sweet part. Seraphim part. part. Like we're doing the, the claps. Speaking of the musical, the Marla Mandel track. Oh my gosh, perfect. We love, good casting. Good casting. Good casting. Who's someone who looks meek and mild but they can melt but the can face sing off? really high. Yes. That's what you need. That is That's what, what you gotta have. You gotta have. Or you gotta dub it like they did or in the film. Yeah. Which, when I found that out People's as a child, I was heartbroken. <laughs> I was devastated. It feels like a betrayal. It, I think it's great in this first number. In this first number, I think it's very easy to be fooled. I think she does a oh, great yeah. job of lip syncing. It's in the all, end. It is in the finale. In the finale, I'm like, this is, this is clearly lip syncing in the finale, though. It's like, but who is this person? But they're all lip syncing. They'd be lip syncing yeah. anyway. Yes, yes, lip syncing. But when it's lip syncing to not so, your own voice, yeah. it's still a difference yeah. when you could be like, you're lip syncing, but you're lip syncing to yourself. Also, so you still, there's someone who can sing like that. Lip syncing differently. Like, it's like, you don't know how, like, you got to strain for that a little bit. Not strain. It's supported. It's the healthiest sound of yeah. <laughs> but it's like you know you gotta work for some of those notes they're not just you gotta put it across you, you gotta, gotta put it you gotta sell it and the, but is that Kathy Jimmy is that really her singing it seems like it is I, I believe so, so. That, oh it's yeah. impressive I think so I think yeah. it's impressive it's, it's great it's look. character singing but it's like you can sing yeah as far as I know it's everyone else it's yeah. Kathy and, and it is Whoopi Whoopi's doing whoopee. all of her all of her singing <laughs> well whoopee. I was saying in that first <laughs> she number, sounds great I, I was saying to Jeff like when we're watching I was like oh 
they did a really good job on the vocal match for this because I'd been thinking about when we watched Back to the Future. We talked about how that does not sound like Michael J. Fox. Doesn't sound like a Ah, McFall. I was like almost a joke. I was talking to my grandmother on the phone not that long ago, and we were talking about (laughs) Marnie Nixon, like you do with your grandma. (laughs) And so then I was like mentioning that Back to the Future. I was like, oh man, he just doesn't. They could have done. Why didn't they get Marnie Nixon? Why didn't they get Marnie Nixon to (laughs) To dub this guy? But I was like, wow, this really sounds like Whoopi is like the timbre of her voice. And Jeff's like, well, I think it's Whoopi. Pretty sure it's Whoopi. She sounds really good in that opening. Yeah, she sounds more like Whoopi in some of these like popping in to say, "Hey, oh, it's more you know kind of toxic." Yeah, she sounds good in that lounge. She does. She she does. Uh, although the Reverend Mother is oh, right. infuriated, Monsignor, <laughs> we're not oh. even through the movie. <laughs> we kind of got through this brief. I, I, was, I mean, it, it's, it's, it became a joke so quickly of me saying that's why I immediately tacked on brief-ish yeah. synopsis brief-ish. once I realized that this is going to take up a thirty yeah, episode. Look, we have opinions. Uh, listener, listener, we'll get there. Mm-hmm. We all get there. Uh, although the Reverend Mother is infuriated, Monsignor O'Hara congratulates the choir's unorthodox performance for attracting new people to the service. Convinced by Dolores, he allows the nuns to clean the church and the neighborhood. <laughs> Dolores bonds with her fellow nuns, and their singing and efforts to revitalize the neighborhood attracts media attention, and the pair starts to thrive. I know. Sa- then uh, Souther just immediately. Uh, then kill Harvey Keitel. Kill myself. Plan, plan, kill his, plan his pool so he doesn't see it. But yeah, yeah Souther. <laughs> the nuns, they do good is. We <laughs> yeah. should send them money or something. And speaking of, again, making. Um, making a, a meal out of very little. Yeah. That Those was. four, um, like, street gals. Oh, yeah. I remember what they look yes. like. I mean, I've watched yeah. it 10,000 times. The fashions times. are iconic. And they don't even have lines. But I was like, these gals do, they do good. They sure do. And they teach her to dance in that one montage. And, and, then, and Whoopi is like, oh, yeah. my back. And I'm like, let's yeah. do the feet thing. Though I, I love those late. I love those street rats. <laughs> they uh, are really well, good. one of them is played by Disredded Jackson, who played the young version of Whoopi in The Color Purple. Oh, no way. I just got goosebumps. That's so lovely. <laughs> That's crazy. Those little kids are good in The Color Purple. Those I've actually, kids. I've never seen the film. Ooh. Read the book. I just watched it during quarantine. Not to date this. Um, <laughs> but all of our episodes have been released. <laughs> but it's, um, it's really good. I feel like people, like Spielberg kind of, to talk shit on it because uh, rightfully so is like I maybe wasn't the guy to direct this <laughs> which right. is clearly true and they sort of kind of brush over some of the lesbian stuff but not as much as I had been led to believe oh, oh okay. interesting and then you know uh, talk about whoopee oof mm. whoopee 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 Whoopi. Someone, someone, give her an egot already. Oh, they did. <laughs> <laughs> She's great. She could be like the first double egot. Yeah, give her, get it, have another round, another victory lap around <laughs> no, around the Emmy, Oscar, I think so. uh, Grammy, and Tony. Why not? <laughs> uh, but yeah, Souther, the the cop, chastises Dolores for nearly being exposed on national television because Vince has now placed a bounty on her head. Mm-hmm. Dolores assures him that she will try to keep a lower profile, and Souther attends a mass where the choir sings a rendition of My Guy, rewritten as <laughs> My God. A classic that Aaron and I had our own choreography to. Mm-hmm. Do I remember it? No. But do I remember it existed? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> Uh, O'Hara informs the comment that the Pope, having heard of the choir success, this has been weeks, yeah. this has been under a month, uh, has having heard of the choir success will visit the church. <laughs> Dolores tells the Reverend Mother that Vince's upcoming trial means she will soon leave, and the Reverend Mother reveals she has resigned because she's got to take down uh, Maggie Thatcher now. Yeah. Uh, Twist. <laughs> Twist. Uh, but, for, but really, she's resigning because she believes she's no longer of use to the convent because her authority has been undermined. I'd say her ego had something to do with it. No, agreed. Huh? The sin of pride. The sin of pride. Ooh, better. Is that a sin? 
Like pride. Oh, right, in the bed. <laughs> uh, Dolores tries to convince her to stay, but the Reverend Mother believes herself too old-fashioned and incapable to continue. Souther discovers a corrupt detective in his own department who has given okay. Dolores' oh, right. location right. to now Vince. Now, this yes. I had some issues with. What? Like they seed it earlier. So that's they why there's like, there's a there's He a knows leak. there's a mole. But he knows then there's when he's yeah. like, I'll leave these here. And then the guy is immediately suspicious, but not suspicious enough not to leave yeah. the things and, with the guy. And right. then our cop hero. He signs for the money orders. He got the money orders yeah, yeah, for yeah. the $10,000 to the church. Someone so said to leave the money yeah. orders with him. And then our cop hero runs in, punches him in the face, and goes, arrest this he, man. And he, like, he, he, he goes, plug him up. That's yeah, right. yeah. And you're like, well, why do we believe How? you? You're the one who just punched the guy. You know, I he don't. literally could just be doing a favor to be like, oh, well, oh, I don't want him to have to come back another day. I'll right. just sign for the money orders. It's and very... He, autom- he just knew. He yeah, knew. He knew. That was... That was a, I, I had some issues with how quickly we arrived at that. Con- I could have taken 30 more seconds of yeah. screen The movie time. did not have 30 seconds to no, give. No, we had to get to the or, song. Or Bill Nunn. Those 30 seconds had to go to Whoopi or Catherine Jimmy. And like we said, it so long. I love that his name but is Bill Nunn. his last name Nunn. is Nunn. That's, hey. that's why he got cast. Yeah. Uh, not really, but, oh, it's not, Jeff? <laughs> you never know. Sometimes people are yeah. like, his last name is Nunn. It's meant to be. <laughs> well, I mean, they, they got Mark Webb to direct two of those Spider-Man movies. And I don't see why else they do it except for the name, the fact that his last name is Webb. The R. Andrew Garfield ones. Garfield's. Those are Skipped the ones them. I. Yeah, Good I on you. Skip the and they cast Andrew Garfield because everyone knows Spider-Man loves lasagna and hates Mondays. Right, right, right. It's <laughs> a classic, well-known. Um, oh, um, no. Well, maybe, okay, maybe Souther. Maybe Souther's just always suspicious of of everyone. Yeah. And he just happened to punch out the right guy. And th- don't they have that guy earlier, though, being like, you're not even going to tell they us do. where yes. she is? They like, do, but it could have been either of those dudes. Yeah, that's, that's it's either of those dudes. Yeah, you, but, you know, the other one is, you know, like, oh, you, you dropped your wallet. I'm returning it to you. And it's like, you stole my wallet. Yeah. Punches him out, plug him up. Plug him up. And they instantly do. (laughs) Okay. Right. Somebody answers the phone for him. I I took out a message for you. My my message is bam, plug him up. (laughs) A lot of cops in that Reno jail. He's plugging up the Reno police station one officer at a time. Uh, Dolores is kidnapped by Vince's men. The Reverend Mother reveals Dolores' identity to the nuns and why she's been hiding in their convent. And they decide to go to a rescue requesting the largest helicopter, I guess, to fit 20 nuns. I thought that was a private plane. And then I realized it's a copter. Right. That scene was great where they're just like, oh, please bless this man. Please don't forsake him for not taking pity. It's hard to remember. Mary Robert is the ingenue. Yes. Yes. When the ingenue gets thrown out of the moving car and down the street. Yeah. She does a great little roll, little barrel roll. It's like, okay. They, hey. they both get kidnapped, and Whoopi's like, when we slow down, I'm going to kick yeah. out this car. Uh, That's a good moment. Yeah. Yeah. Strong work. <laughs> she could have given out one more, like, Seraphim, as she was rolling <laughs> out the car. <laughs> it's like now she can't turn it off. Like, once she's like, it's coming. She's got to let out. Or, or even that she could just, like, you know, now that she's no longer has her tiny little mouse voice, she could should always be like, oh, like, yeah. help. Just like, barely, it's like you know. an X-Men power. And it's like an X-Men power. Yeah, she's Banshee now. She's going to yes, join the X-Men yes. Banshee. Um, so the nuns are all flying arena, which, the, what a delight. What a delight. All these nuns now running around this casino. Yeah. Uh, Vince orders his men to kill Dolores, but these two delightful character actors cannot bring themselves to shoot her because they assume she's a nun yeah, now. I like, yeah. I like it's this. very Bugs Bunny. It's like Bugs Bunny puts on a, like a nun's outfit. Yeah. It's like, well, we can't it shoot. shoot a nun. It gets you it on none. Yeah. Um, but it, they seeded that earlier too because the priest told 
yes. the main guy, like, you'll go to hell if you get a divorce. So it's like, these guys are very, very Catholic. From mm. the jump from yeah. moment one, they're it's seeding all the Catholics. It's good screenwriting. It's tight Other movie. than plug Other them than up, them up. <laughs> it's good screenwriting. And if you had, like, one additional 30 seconds, right. it might have been Truly. some cut scene. Yeah. Of some, oh, uh, there could have been another scene where he already starts suspecting that guy. Yeah. Maybe and they it, cut it. Yeah, so maybe I'm it was still a 45-minute whole. Yeah. They're like, this movie's dragging. This guy's like, I could get nominated for a Golden Globe. This is my big break. Yes, you have, like, this whole side, like, wrong man conspiracy Hitchcock movie, South by Souther, where you have... South by Souther, shut up. I'll be here all day, you're welcome. So, yes, arriving at Vince's casino, the nuns find Dolores after she escapes from Vince's men. They become trapped in the casino lounge, and Dolores prepares to sacrifice herself. But before Vince can shoot her, Souther shoots Vince in the arm and arrests him and his men. Thanking Dolores for what she's done, the Reverend Mother decides to remain at the convent. Returning to San Francisco, the choir led by Dolores sing, I will follow him. But Dolores is only in half the habit. Yes. We oh, get yeah. the natural get hair. The no hair. wimple. Get that wimple oh, away. And that is so a good, good. wig. It and and the wigs they were wearing in uh, the first number are oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. really good. Oh, yeah. Great. I love Those like 60s yes, kind of bouffant big style. hair. It's so good. Love it. <laughs> I was I was like taking notes on what uh, Jennifer Lewis is wearing. I was like, I can have, I can have an outfit like that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That's yeah. got like a little keyhole. That, like, that got purple some mink I do love too. Hey. <laughs> It's yes, gaudy that, yeah. in every way in I right desire. Way, right <laughs> they sing, I will follow him to a packed audience in a refurbished St. Catherine's, receiving a standing ovation from all, including the, the Pope. Pope. The Pope. The <laughs> Pope, which is delightful. I love it. And I love that they I love that they don't just hire an actor to play the Pope, that they film it from behind as if it's the real Pope. And I you know. can't show his face. It's they this Pope him. of today. They got him. They, they got, got the Pope. They got, they got the, Pope. the Pope. But he has a real, like, no pictures. No pictures, please. Can't do can't <laughs> yes, from the front. Yes. I'll be in the film. It's in his rider. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the casting directors of Sister Act were Linda Gordon and Judy Taylor. Gordon started her career casting an American tale and will go on to cast films including Beaches, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, and Free Willy. And Taylor began her career casting 1979's Amityville Horror and will go on to cast such projects as The Goonies, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, and the Back to the Future trilogy. Okay. Hitmakers all. So yeah. she knows about hiring actors where you're going to dub them. Where yeah. it's like, okay, for some of these, it'll matter. But it's like, just trust me. What I did with Michael J. Fox, you don't need this Mary Robert to yeah. sing. You don't. This is how she sounds, I imagine. You don't need Mary Roberts <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. to sing. You'll just get this girl. She, it doesn't matter if she can't sing a lick. She's going she's gonna to go over great. Uh, I know where else to put this. I'll just say this now. Uh, first choice to direct was Pedro Almodovar. What? And what a strange, sexy film this would have been yeah. if you had Pedro Almodovar. Uh, I, I, Aaron's face. I'm just like, yeah. so perplexed. I, uh, wait, who did direct this? I don't even remember. Uh, this is Emil Ardolino. I don't know who that is. I don't know either. Uh, yes. He he did, I believe he did Three Men and a Little Lady. Oh, sure. He's done some other stuff, but, uh, and some stuff that we'll get to in a second. Oh. Uh, but first, let's move on to some of the actors who were almost cast. Some of these people may have auditioned. Some may have just been discussed by casting. This is all a little subjective. And as always, I've looked up all the actors in advance, and Amy, Joe, and Aaron are hearing them for the very first time. Yes. So let's take it off with Dolores Van Cartier. Uh, Aaron, your thoughts on Whoopi Goldberg, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? Okay, well, we've already said through this that we do love Whoopi, and I do think it's very hard 
Yes. To think of any, and she's that way in any movie she's in. It's yeah. she gives a very distinctive performance, and I think she's so good. And I do think this movie would not be as good even with really good people, Correct. because it's just it's so it's so whoopy. But um, I was just trying to think, and I was like, well, what? I was thinking if you went with more like singer. Okay. Uh-huh. And I was thinking, like, what about, like, a Patti LaBelle? Mm. <laughs> like, and I yeah. don't... Can she act? I don't really... I don't know. <laughs> she, like... she was... Ooh, I, now, I, now I'm forgetting if this was one of the ones who were actually up for it or one of the ones that I... Uh put as an option to try to fool me joe uh for our ghost episode for oh, ghost yes. she either was up for it or i i think she was up for it i forget who for our little she would have been guy. i mean that would have been you but you'd have to write her like a big solo i could yes. be i could be completely mistaken now i'm forgetting i think it was like tina turner oprah and patty labelle were the options i gave you and now i'm forgetting which of those were the actual which, two and which were the up for yeah her. yeah and then in that same vein i was like well maybe like a diana ross who can act mm. we've seen her mm-hmm. act whitney isn't funny enough exactly, but was acting yeah. at the same time um so i was thinking of that and then, then I was thinking just like other comedy gals uh-huh. around the time, like a Goldie Hawn could have been oh, kind of a yes, thing. And yes. she could play a lounge singer. Like you would buy that. A little First Wives Club energy. Yes. yes. Some, and then, someone that's funny to see as a nun. We are like, Goldie yes, Hawn she's as a nun. That. And then another one, Bernie, Bernadette Peters. Oh. oh that's good. And she, she could have been good. I, and I know the other big casting yes, who, yes. who also would have right. been good. We without yes, having done any research, no we research, all know well that known. Bet Midler was and bet yes. and bet would have if you didn't get Whoopi, it's like oh, bet would have been really good. You need someone who can at least carry off that they can sing as yes. Whoopi can, but who is also so funny, funny like not funny like yeah. hilarious actually funny. comedian level yes. funny and that, that it's like that's you know that's the pitch it's bet midler as a nun it's yes. someone yeah. who it's like the last she's saying in gay bathhouses right right exactly, exactly. and that's what it's, you yeah. have that where energy the, going the, where it. the joke ends with like no this no that no sex i'm out of here yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly and bernie and goldie they have that like yes. sexy energy obviously Ooh. diana ross has yeah. that too so like but um those are who i yeah. thought oh those those are great could those be great. fun uh, and I forgot if I told you, but it can be removed from time. No, as I well. know, but I I was having yeah, fun being like, though. I'm oh, yeah. I'm I'm working in 1991. <laughs> I'm casting this. That's, that's me as yeah. the casting director, yeah. assist director. Because now, obviously, she did it in the West End, but Cynthia Revo, like, she did the yeah. West End tour. Yes, because Bettina mm. Miller did it. Yes, in the West End, and then it on, on Broadway. Broadway. Right. I saw Raven Simone. Oh. Bless her. And bless her. She tried. Did you see Chelsea, Chelsea yes. Morgan Stock? Yes, I did. Who was the? Re- I went to college with her, and she was the. I went to college with her too. We did cabaret together, darling. Oh, that's correct. She was a Kit Kat girl. That was for Alain Schneider. <laughs> yes. Of course, because I was an old woman from the age of fourteen. I know, because you would be. And a good which is family. why you love Sister Act One over <laughs> Sister Act Two. <laughs> yes, yes. Because these Maybe are your it's people. a character There's actor so thing. Many old nuns. <laughs> I was like, I want to play all these parts. Oh gosh, uh, Lazarus. That's Jeez. a part. Mary Wicks. Uh, yeah, we'll what get to her again later. She goes like, ah, hey, sweetheart. Heart, I like swear, in the yeah. climax when Harvey Guitel is like hey, hey, hey honey I like caught catching up to her thinking that it's Whoopi Goldberg and hello, turning around hello sweetheart yeah it's so good she's so great she's so like good. she reminds me a lot of uh, oh my gosh what's the actress's name Marjorie Maine who's in uh, I might be saying that wrong so I'll have to look it up mm-hmm. she um, is in Meet Me in St. Louis as the uh, oh yes maid, and she's also in The Thel- Women big Thelma Ritter energy but like bigger <laughs> yeah yes but like, a taller woman Thelma Ritter but a horse yeah you know <laughs> yeah. Ritter, Tina Burner but 
Tina Tina. Oh, for those watching Drag Race this yes. se- for this season, season oh, 13, I've been hanging out in Barracuda for the last fifty-five years. There you go. You know, you got it. Oh man! Uh, and, and Amy Joe, your thoughts on Whoopi Goldberg, and who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? I agree that it's so hard yeah. to yeah. It, because obviously, like they they were initially pitching this as a Bette Midler vehicle, and then Written they were like, for yes, and then they were like, okay, now we're building it for Whoopi. Was so, Bette doing? Was she busy? Uh, you have some info you'll tell I do. in a bit. Okay, I do. never mind. I, I can just throw this out right now. Bette Midler, it, it was just—I I forget if it was written specifically for her, if it was just pitched to her. But I think she was like on board at the beginning. But according to her, she said, "Quote: I said my fans don't want to see me in a wimple. I don't know where I got that from. Why would I say such a thing?" So Whoopi did it instead, and of course she made a fortune. So, <laughs> so at least she recognizes that uh, that was stupid. It was a not a great decision. But I can understand being like. Yeah. Be wearing a, a wimple, be in a, just like yeah. a nun. I don't want to do it. I can Supposed see to be like, being like, what is comedy. this? A kids movie? Like, yeah. what is this? Yes. Like, I can see that. Well, uh, that was also just very briefly. We'll get into it, but like Paul Rudnick, which is why he's credited as Joseph Howard. He it was supposed to be a much bodier film, a much more like probably. A, aiming for a, a hard PG-13 yeah. where the jokes are more that you have like well, whatever sex toys and the nuns are getting scandalized by at the beginning like, when she's like uh, oh you know Whoopi when she's doing the thing and she's like okay this is our last number you don't give a shit I was like yeah. oh wow that's so 90s in PG in a PG yeah, yeah. like it's yeah. not the way we do it now or you wouldn't be like you don't give a shit in a PG movie there's a great it's like in Beetlejuice where he drops the F-bomb yeah like, yes! Wait, it's what? shocking <laughs> yeah. It's yeah shocking it's there's, just... a, there's a great article I believe that Rudnick wrote for the New York Yorker a few years back that is about and I haven't reread it since I knew we were doing this episode but I read it when it came out and it is like shocking to hear him talk about like going to Disney and like sitting on a meetings with like executives talking about Ariel's fuckability because they were doing the Little Mermaid and he's just like this seems bad you know I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> this is not what I imagine Disney Studios right. to be. So I can understand that, especially for like Bette Midler of it yeah. being more of that kind of body nature. Totally. I can, that's where I understand Pedro Almodovar, but that still is like yeah, bananas no. to me. So my, okay, so my one, I had a couple thoughts. No, nothing is like perfect because yeah. nothing's Whoopi Goldberg. Right. I was like, if this were 10 years later, she's not funny enough. She's just not funny enough. But I was like, oh, Vanessa Williams, you could maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. got like the vibe. Totally. It's still yeah. She's still like so hot that it would be like, Vanessa Williams is like, huh? Right. It would work. Um, it, wouldn't, it just wouldn't be as funny. Mm-hmm. But my like contemporary choice, which is still not perfect, uh, but is better, I think, than Vanessa Williams is Aisha Tyler. Because she's legitimately mm-hmm. funny mm-hmm. and also like super hot. And you're like, okay, <laughs> I also buy you as someone who it's like, Aisha Tyler's a nun. Yeah. yeah. You know? <laughs> Lana. Archer's Lana exactly, as a nun. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that'd be great. That'd be a great Archer episode. It's just to have her have to go undercover <gasps> as a nun and you're doing a Are whole you sister act. Makers of Archer? With Archer pretending to be like a priest, just like chugging the holy wine. Uh, the, blessed, the blessed wine. The jokes write themselves. The jokes write themselves. Wanda um, Sykes would be a, a bad nun. Oh, and very, very funny. That'd be- <laughs> In that version, it's just called Bad Nun, bad nun. starring Wanda ba- Sykes. Cameron Diaz's bad teacher. <laughs> bad, right. Bad teacher, bad moms, bad nun. Yeah. And then they had, they had bad judge for a while with Kate Walsh, oh, I think, that lasted right, for like a season. Right. Uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't know that Cynthia Revo played it in London. I just knew about Isn't Akina that so Miller. funny to think that she she did the tour? She didn't even do the yeah. West End. It's like, man, that, like, that 
turned quick. Right. Or well, would you she be to doing Broadway? The... You do the color purple the way Cynthia Erivo yeah, did I the know. color because I saw that she show. won for actress over the Hamilton gals, which yes. which proves how good it was because they would give Hamilton anything. She, in that I I sat there on like a Wednesday night. And watched her sing that. And I'm sitting there with a bunch of other people who all clearly got TDF seats on our own. Like, right. we were not there. It was just, like, a bunch of, like, white girls my age yeah. who all were there <laughs> solo. We're all, like, weeping in the balcony. <laughs> and then that Sunday was the Tonys. And she sang that. And I was just like, she, this is the ninth time she's sung this oh, this yeah. week. And it sounds as fresh as she did on Wednesday. And she had to sing it, you know, at 9 a.m. on all those morning shows. And yep. sat, they're Oof. all good. Yeah. Like, yeah. She's, it's just a voice that doesn't quit. You seen that clip of her singing the Jason Robert Brown song in Marie's Crisis? No. no. It's packed. You can, like the, of course. the whole bar is completely packed. She's standing in the middle of a crowd of people and sings the whole, some last five years song start to finish perfect perfectly doesn't miss a damn lyric it is so good and you're like you're just like popping into marie's and they're like oh well let's let cynthia sing you're clearly not warm killing it and for those who don't know marie's crisis is a piano bar where the thing is everyone sings everyone sings whether you can or not right but it's clearly like shut the fuck up (laughs) (laughs) cynthia's here she and it's uh, you should watch it tonight it's a fun you should watch it tonight. and (laughs) so shall we um but i also thought of cynthia revo because of her role in bad times at el royale just from drew goddard who directed a cabin Uh, of the woods and wrote the martian because she is like a lounge she's on her way for a gig as a lounge singer so she's also like singing these like lounge jazzy songs throughout the movie uh and she's so good in it and she's also she's so funny and i was like eh. and if not i was like she always does such great character work yeah she's never gotten such a lead just give me a version of this made today with maya rudolph like when oh, when, do we, yes. when do we get the great starring great. i just role. got such goosebumps and she can sing maya yes she, she can. can sing and she yeah. does the comedy her mom was like so a famous good. jazz singer that's too great. oh that's excellent that's jeff great. i think you won this yeah. isn't a contest but it you wasn't won. but yeah. i'll take the win <laughs> Uh, now, Whoopi had also acted in a West End adaptation, the West End adaptation that she played Mother Superior for about a month, and I didn't realize this that she was going to do Dolores again. I just read today because you know uh, there was uh yeah the Sister Act musical was going to reopen in the West End or something in 2021 with her playing Dolores. I guess I could be wrong, but this is what I read in the Broadway. But briefing. that sounds right because I saw some ad or something that was like her next to Jennifer Saunders of oh, Absolutely Fabulous right. was supposed to be playing Mother but Superior because they're not having and she was a producer as well. But because they're having to push it back to summer 2022 because you know the world, um, it's now she she's backed out of playing the part. She's busy. Mm. She's she's booked and blessed. She's, she's booked, booked and blessed. Even and in this blessed. time. Even you know? in this time. Uh, yeah, so it was supposed to be Bette Miller, who I think would have been great. I mean, I she get it. Oh, of yeah. course. She is the but, one, like, yeah. if, you, if, like, if you couldn't have Whoopi, be like, oh, well, Bette would kill it. Yeah. Someone who constantly performs in Vegas, you're like, that is, yeah. it makes so much sense. Yeah. Uh, so after she left, around then is where Paul Rudnick just wanted to get out of this. So he left, and the script underwent rewrites by... Carrie Fisher, Eleanor Bergstein, Nancy Myers, Jim Cash, Jack Epps Jr., and Robert Harling. My jaw, like, just got, like, dropped more and more with every name. And then Paul Rudnick got brought back to it, but he just did not want 
so he was he just wanted to not be credited at all and they were like well you're gonna have to be in it so he he suggested uh he he landed on joseph howard after his own suggestion to be credited as our chasuble after the clergyman and the importance of being earnest no! was rejected canon chasuble oh, as was wow. his second choice screenplay by goofy <laughs> disney was not amused <laughs> I, I think that. Goofy can write, though. <laughs> I think he's got a novel in him. He's got it in him. <laughs> Arms and the Man, ghost written by Goofy. <laughs> now, Aaron, one of the things that most people text me about that don't really know you personally or maybe yes. have met you is like, did I see your brother on Broad City? The Broad answer is always yes. But there is an episode yes. where... It feels pertinent to today. Yes, so I, I am. I was in Broad City. I was in the pilot that didn't air, and then in the first episode that did air. So I've been in. I was in several episodes of Broad City, but was a fan of even the web series before. So it was very fun to be in the show. Just worked at Alana's office. But then when Alana gets fired from her office, they do a big send off episode where um, her rival is daydream or actually dreaming dreaming um like how wonderful it is that she's gone and dreams the sister act two finale (laughs) and all the office workers that have been doing this we that was season three and we've been doing it all of us were the same or mostly the same since the beginning um did the whole like got dressed in 90s clothes and did the whole dance number but then they got whoopee <laughs> so like come make a cameo and she's the one that slap it's nicole dressbell she's the one that slaps nicole out of the fantasy and like back into real life so so whoopee is hitting nicole dressbell in the face but <laughs> the dream the dream but we got whoopee was so nice she came in in the fucking habit and people were like gasping like oh, yes! it, it was crazy to switch and she had been she you know showed up in her clothes and was like oh whatever and they took her to hair and makeup and then when she came back and she was in the full thing and everyone was freaking out she oh. came and shook all of our hands and we were just oh. background you know she didn't have to do it she shook all of our hands she was so nice she had to hit nicole in the face over and over again and was so apologetic and nicole kept being like whoopee but the the most fun thing was like you know when you're filming it's like there's things so like craft services in another room but we're all like in a tight little studios in Greenpoint um where they do a lot of filming but when Whoopi would be like moving into other rooms you could hear that reaction in other rooms like people like some like people would clap or be oh oh like it was it was just everyone was just shot back into 1992 because everyone is like our age it was like a bunch of millennials and you know so it, it was so fun and she was so kind and so pro also, Vanessa Williams was in that episode. Oh. So, or or like the one before it. And so we were all like very spoiled. All these, ah. all, just doing background. I had I wasn't under five, but my lines kept getting cut. Um, so I was. <laughs> I still get paid. Um, but, <laughs> but but it was so fun. It was like she was so nice, so pro, and she was in the wimple all day. She, it was it was crazy. It was so cool. And just to hear, you could hear her entering different oh. rooms. And she was so humble and like shy. Which is hilarious. Just very, oh, thank you, thank well, you. Well, you have to remember she's also a comedian. Right. Know? And like, I rewatched it the other day mm-hmm. like uh, to show Jeff. Um, and it's so funny because I know everyone in that yes, scene. Yes, it's a bunch of it's like UCB all types. UCB people. <laughs> yes. I had just been listening to Gethard's podcast. And then one, like, of, one of you know? them, like there's, um, I, 
think it's just like a young woman comes out and like does real dancing, she was hired. Mm. Like <laughs> uh, she's not a UCB kid. And everyone else just was already living in the building. <laughs> everyone yes. else didn't need to be hired, but they were like, "Well, it was really fun, ground. and it was because our characters all got cut after that, obviously, because we worked in the office. But it was such a fun final episode, oh, like because we'd absolutely. done we'd done three seasons, and you know it was it was nothing, but it was we were all excited to be there. But you know, it is kind of like grueling to sit there all day, and you know whatever. But um, it was very fun, and it was the final episode, and and she was. The best. Oh. And you Shook got to all put your, your BFA to good use. Yeah, I got to. Make an honest man. I had pickup. I had the dance pickup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. But oh, yeah, so it was really fun. That's great. Magical. Ma- Magical. Magical. Um, could have been bet. <laughs> could have been bet. Uh, oh my God, could you imagine? So, speaking of bet, uh, two more pieces before we'll move on. So she she didn't have anything else in 1992. So it's not like she was even busy yeah. filming another movie at this time. But she was. Twiddling her thumbs. She was twiddling her little thumbs. Well, she was coming off. She had her second Oscar nomination the year before for For the Boys. Okay, that's but a bit she, of an exaggeration. And twiddling her thumbs is not exaggeration. Yeah. She was attending the Oscars, getting ready for the Oscars. She, she was, was camp- on the campaign trail. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, next year, in 93, she'd be working with Catherine and Jimmy, old sister Mary Patrick, in Hocus Pocus. Oh. When did she do the Gypsy Made for TV movie? Also, 1993, which was directed by Emil Ardolino, director of Sister Act. (gasps) Wild! Creepy. So I guess he was like, Bet, please, please, (laughs) Bet, I wanted to work with you in Sister Act so (laughs) bad, please. Uh, Can we do Gypsy? It was a hit, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Don't be stupid twice. Do Gypsy with me. Don't be stupid twice. (laughs) And then I think think she won a Golden Globe or an Emmy for uh, for that Gypsy as well, which is great. great. That's That's a great. Yeah. Seen it in a bajillion yeah, years. Yeah, maybe not since college. For, yeah. For I. I think I own it. I think I bought it. <laughs> Good for you, Jeff. <laughs> I love that I'm the one that bought it. Yeah, that's. <laughs> the thing about being married to you is the constant surprise of be- realizing you know more about Gene Kelly than me. And yeah. I know a lot about Gene Kelly. Right. But you're like, you haven't watched this documentary? What but I know doing? nothing about Fred Astaire. That I still have such the Who blank spots. Is that... arguably the better dancer. Now, okay, well, now let's talk about that. <laughs> well, plug him up. Plug him up. Well, this is how I am about Charlie Chaplin when people are like, what about Buster Keaton and Harold Lloyd? I plug him up. Talking ill of Charlie Punch Chaplin. Because that's just, because I'm just so much more familiar with Charlie Chaplin. Chaplin played with, Charlie uh, Chaplin on the American uh, stage. I, I did. Well, yeah. yes, technically an American stage. A stage of, uh, oh God, what was the name of that college? It was some like historic, some, some college that's uh, like a historical site. Uh, they used to be owned by this rich woman, Edith Gould, who oh. used to host all of her fancy friends. So this couple were like, here's our pitch is uh, every year we'll do we'll just write a new show that's pretty much uh, like a 1930s version of Inside the Actors Studio where our, an actress playing Edith Gould would be like, all right, all of you, this this room of women, median age, 87, uh, <laughs> have, let's have tea and lunch and you can meet my special friend, uh, Cole Porter, or my special friend, uh, whoever, or my special friend, Charlie Chaplin. And then it's just her being like, tell me about your life, Charlie Chaplin. And every 10 minutes I'd be like, and that reminds me of a song from my old vaudeville days. Hit it. Oh, um, wow. So dumb, but it paid well and, uh, <laughs> I, and I got a free meal Every day, because I was yeah. just eating these finger sandwiches and drinking pink lemonade with all these little red hat, <laughs> red hatted, blue haired old ladies <sighs> hitting on me mercilessly. Oh, um, <laughs> I always liked that Charlie Chaplin. I always liked yeah. that Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. yeah, they'd you know be like, "How many wives Charlie Chaplin have?" I'd be like, "Does he need a fifth? Yeah. <laughs> I got the trivia knowledge. Aren't you impressed? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, shall we move on to Sister Mary Robert? Wow. 
and Amy Joe, I apologize. I <sighs> accidentally uh, here's the thing, because they're all married. It's all sister Mary Blank, and I mixed it up. Hard. I did mix up telling you I, I said that Mary Patrick You told me the correct information and then the incorrect information and I misinterpreted which information was correct. So basically <laughs> I looked Follow for that. Kathy Najimy alternatives. <laughs> yes. When really and we not... were looking for Wendy McKenna alternatives. So and I am coming up dry. That, folks. that is okay. And I'll just give because I was like, who's this Wendy McKenna before realizing of because I'd not see Sister Act a million times in my youth, but you know what I did? She's the mom and air bud. A film that I've seen a bajillion times. And she's in Camp Nowhere, another film that I've seen a ton I, of times. I used, that used to be one of my little blockbuster movies, Camp Nowhere. That's mm. the Christopher Lloyd one. Yes, right? yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Kind of like naughty teen movie. Well, it's, there's, it's a camp run by the kids. Yeah. Which is every child's dream. I mean, that's exactly. like so many of these house arrest and camp yes, nowhere. Yes. It's all like the kids running. That's home alone. It's just my dream, was, my dream was not to be at camp. So. Sure. Yeah. I skipped it. You wanted to be in camp nowhere because you wanted to be nowhere near camp. I wanted to be camp. at nowhere near camp. With a book. So at least give us your thoughts on Wendy McKenna. It doesn't matter if you have any other alternate casting options. Oh, but what do you, th- what do you think of her? She's lovely. I mean, it is like the epitome of uh, acting. Yeah. But I think she does a, a, a pretty good job. And again, I believed she was singing Sweet Seraphim, mm-hmm. um, at least at the time. Yeah. You know? Yes, yeah. she's and she her singing voice is uh, Andrea Robinson, who's a singer actress. Who I was looking for other things like her bigger other, other bigger credits are like The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginning as oh. Athena, and the Tigger movie. So. She'll pop up in some things, but she's that not. That is a good voice. It's a good voice. Because I watched really the movie last night. I was like, this is a this is an instrument. But I it's also her... not like yeah. trying to show off too No, 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 no. It's, no. it's, it's a, a performance that is calibrated to, like, it. Yes. Unlike Michael J. Fox, this is calibrated <laughs> to be like, how can I fit? What's the this name of the woman who dubbed everybody? Marnie Nixon, who I was talking about oh, with our oh, grandmother. Oh, yes, yes. It's who a, dubbed uh, Audrey Hepburn and My Fair Lady? Audrey Hepburn and My Fair Lady. Deborah Carr in uh, King and I. King, King and, and I. I. And Natalie Wood. Natalie Wood in, in West, West Side, Side Story. Story. And yeah. then Marnie Nixon. Mm. You see her actual face singing with her actual vocal cords in Sound of Music. Oh, wow. Yeah. She climbs a tree and scrapes a <laughs> me. She's one of those nuns. Yeah. But um, that it was it was a Marnie Nixon level dubbing yes, where it's because like I what, fit the one of the reasons Marnie Nixon got stuck doing all of it. I mean, you can call it stuck, whatever. She made I'm sure hey, a decent amount of she money. She put her kids them. through school. You know, <laughs> she bought a place in New York and she, upstate. She was teaching voice. She she like has taught voice to people we both know. Like she was oh, really? a voice teacher. Yeah, Adam Armstrong took <gasps> voice from no. Marnie Nixon. Yes, so like she was I teaching voice that. for many many years. But it's like. Part of what made her very good at that job was like you wouldn't necessarily know that it's the same voice. Mm-hmm. I'm not that skilled at like making my voice sound like other people. I am what I am. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? And also, I feel so seen. Uh, uh, so, Aaron, your thoughts on Wendy McKenna? And I do you have any other alternate cast? I options? loved her. I very much related to her as like the the you know oh I'm I'm shy. I was never shy, but you know that like. Uh, <laughs> As a child, she's your sort of in. I thought she was great. And then, okay, so I didn't, again, I'm a casting director in 1991. I was was thinking, and this is a swing, and she never would have done it. Mm -hmm. But what about? Julia Roberts. <laughs> the red hair. <laughs> the red hair. And she could, you know, back then she could play that sort of like, you know, the meek, you know. Yeah. The, and, you know. Sure. Which is why she was so unsuccessful as Tinkerbell. <laughs> oh. oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh. 
Boy. Like, and I, I used to hate Julia Roberts, but I've really come around. Mm. I love her now. Love it. When you go back, it's, a, it's that smile. That's a movie Oh, it's an star. incredible smile. That's I mean, a that's movie true. star right there. It, it, I get it. Pelican Brief. Yes. Her, yes, her, her in the first Ocean's Eleven. One before they had her well, pretending not, to be. It's not even herself. her fault. The other, uh, exactly, it's, right, exactly, it's not her fault. Right. Um, now I was like, if you made this ten years later, if this is one decade removed, so two thousand two, give Catch Me If You Can era Amy Adams. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, totally. Someone who can sing, someone that is totally. perfect for that little shy little mouse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she played it in doubt. She and played she, the role. She played it in doubt. doubt. She can wear a habit. Yeah. Uh, yes, but she. Oh, yeah, duh, I forgot. She's a nun in doubt. <laughs> That's what I meant. The other person that I was like, I had no idea if they could sing, but uh, in, in 1992, Amanda Plummer is the other person that I think that Wendy McKenna looks slightly who is, like. Who is Amanda who's Amanda Plummer? Plummer? I mean, Christopher Plummer's daughter? I don't. She might be related to Christopher Plummer. I think she I, is. Oh, is she? Oh. I think so. Uh, I mean, she's probably best known for the opening of Pulp Fiction, where it's her and Tim Roth robbing the place. But she's in the the yes, I specifically know that in yeah. ninety the year before. I think she's in the the Fisher Prince. I with King Fisher King Fisher King with starring Mercedes you. Rule. Yes, she's Mercedes Rule's friend who goes on the date with Robert Williams, and I've she's not and she's it. like I shy. know Mercedes oh, okay. Rule's film. She won an Oscar for it. <laughs> I, uh, but uh, that's yes, what Robin I know. Williams, Jeff Bridges, the Terry Gilliam film <laughs> Fisher King. But she's like a shy little mouse of a, uh, and a weird little creature. I mean, Amanda Plummer is always a weird little creature. Anyway, that's who I, mm. if you needed someone in this time who's also like not too big of a performer, it's also hard when you're like... You don't want to w- w- like manipulate the, f- the weight of the film. Right. Right. And some, some people that just wouldn't do it. Like, like Julia Roberts. Coming, yeah. And, and post, it, post Pretty Woman, yeah. post Steel Magnolias, Julia yes. Roberts is yeah. not doing a role that small. And then look, we it. can just say this was for the stage, but Marla Mandel again, we'll say. Perfect casting <laughs> and she could do it now still. Marla, we love you, Marla, dear. you're the best. <laughs> I love you, girl. <laughs> uh, now, as for the actors who actually were up for Sister Mary Robert, that sound means it is time to play a quick round of Two Truths and Some Guy. Or in this episode's case, Two Truths and Some Person. Gender is dead. The way it works, two of the following actors were up for the role of Sister Mary Robert, and one was not. And Amy, Joan, and Aaron have to guess which is which. Okay. Your options are Renee Zellweger, Winona Ryder, and Dumb and Dumber and Christmas Catches, Lauren Holly. Thank you for including the truly awful Christmas (laughs) catch. I don't know what Christmas Catches is. It is a dreadful film that we watched this past Christmas. Good, good. uh, Where this cop has to like... She thinks this guy might be a jewel thief or something, so she's got to go out. She has to go. Yeah, she has to go on dates with him as like undercover and falls for him. And her police chief slash her mother is played by Dumb and Dumber's Lauren Holly. Wow. Yes, Wow is correct. Uh, Okay, I'm gonna guess Lauren Holly and Winona are the truths, and Renee is the lie. Amy Jo. Same. Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, both. Right. Renee Zellweger was not considered, but Winona Ryder and Dumb and Dumber and Christmas Catches Lauren Holly was. Lauren Holly is good. Ca- that's good. That's casting. good casting. And one of the things that I've also learned from you always trying to fool me on this game is that often the people that are up for it are all people who look the same. Not necessarily who have the same essence, but people yeah. who kind of like look the same physically because Hollywood is trash. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lauren yeah. Holly, a ginger. Yeah, a ginger. Mm. Wendy, what's her face? A ginger. Yeah. Mm. 
Winona, famous. Nice. <laughs> too, in, in my opinion, too famous at this point. Because this is post Beetlejuice. Probably, post but it's also. Heathers. It's also like a. It's a like, oh, you get to be with Bat. You get to be true. with Whoopi. Yeah, I guess. But it's it's p- the at post Edward Scissorhands. Like, she's yeah. like been like the, you know, when she's when you have your name like above the title. Yeah. I feel like, like that's I'm not past the play point of the eighth banana. being fourth right. build, or I think she's like probably fourth build in the film after Whoopi, Maggie Smith, and Harvey Keitel, I'd imagine. Yeah. Maybe yeah. fifth, but probably fourth. Uh, and then in 1982, she was doing Bram Stoker's Dracula. So she was uh, busy uh, try, trying to act opposite whatever Keanu Reeves' accent was. Were we all in that film? Yeah, we're all doing that. <laughs> but I could I could totally see Winona Ryder in this type of role. Yeah, yes. I, I think she's too big for the time, but I could see that. Yeah. Um, but let's move on to Eddie Souther. So, Aaron, your thoughts on Bill Nunn, and who would you cast okay. if you had to cast well, someone else? Well, I think this guy is great, Bill Nunn. I don't really yeah. know him from a lot of other stuff, or if I do, I don't remember. He's probably best known for, he's in those first three Tobey Maguire Spider-Men. He's oh, always right. with J.K. Simmons. He's like the right. always one that like, now, J.K. Simmons, right, aren't right, you right. being a little hard on Spider-Man? Yeah. And then he, gives Peter, then he gives Peter Parker the wink, being like, keep doing the good work, kid. <laughs> yeah. I think he's very good in this. Yeah. And I have a harder time casting what I just call like boring men roles. Sure. This is, sort of like, this is I... my <laughs> eternal Bruce Willis conundrum. Yeah, you're like, I don't know. So, I, and now this is bad. I forget his name but he also always played cops, but the guy from Family Matters and Die Hard. Oh, Reginald That's Val who Johnson. I, if I was like, if you couldn't get Bill <laughs> yes, Nunn, Reginald Bell Johnson. I'm like, and I know this is not Would going anywhere far from Bill Nunn or anywhere far from anything that he played, but I was like, he could have done it. But, sure. Because he always plays that likable You cop. need likable. Because yeah. yeah. you don't get a lot of him. It's very, very quick, especially yeah. in the setup, these mm-hmm. quick scenes at the beginning. Like, you need to immediately trust this guy yes. right. to have Whoopi's be best He can't interest. be the mole. Yeah. And then um, I will say they give him a, a real when he goes I'm gonna kill her you know um, when he sees her on TV I'll they give myself. they give him a, he's cooking pasta he has a glass of red wine you're like I'm in his life <laughs> I'm here I'm sitting with him um, but yeah I, I didn't have a lot of ideas for this because this is not, but I did yeah. think of the of that's great that man. that's I think that's you it's know and at first I was like would he be in a movie like this I'm like he's in Die Hard like why wasn't he I mean I guess you know they're probably running him ragged on that Family Matters set yeah, for like yeah, a yeah. decades worth he's of having to deal yelling with at Jaleel. Steve but <laughs> I thought this was my show and now it's the Urkel show yeah, yeah. that's how I as a child I was just like I want to watch Urkel oh, yeah. I just thought it was called Urkel yeah. they're like you, mean you were right I honey. forgot <laughs> I, I, I forgot if it was family ma- member or some other classmate of mine that was like it's called Family Matters and I was like yeah okay yeah, yeah sure. in your world family matters meaning how do we do with this kooky neighbor this kooky name. Uh, you I, said to that kid plug him up plug him up <laughs> it's called the Urkel show take him away plug him up uh, uh, Amy Joe, your thoughts and uh, who would you cast yes you cast someone else? I think he's great I love that because they cast a black woman to play this lead yeah yeah that, that the, the cop that she's primarily dealing with is also black I feel like it eliminates a lot of potential weirdness and she has that great line of like it's me and a bunch of white ladies running around yes. like it's so she can say that to the black cop. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It, it 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 gives us a shorthand which makes the movie shorter and also less weird. Yeah, you know, totally, like totally. I get that that she would trust him for a number of reasons, mm-hmm. you know. Um so I really like him a lot. My only thought was someone who at the time might maybe have done this, which would be Lawrence Fishburne. He had oh. been like Cowboy Curtis. I think this is right around the time yeah. of Boys in the Hood, yeah. but he's like he's not like 
Huge. Superstar. Right. Yeah. He's like about, I think this is like the same year, maybe a year before What's Love Got to Do With It. Yeah, so it's like just before mm-hmm. it'd be like, it'd be what great. is Lawrence Fishburne doing in this Love role? Lawrence Fishburne. But he's yeah. delightful. He's yeah. got a lightness to him, especially when yeah. I like watch, you know, like the Pee Wee's Christmas special, one of my favorites. Yes. So when I watch that, it's like, he's so charming in that. And that's like the same vibe that you want in this kind of thing that I feel like he would have executed very well, but it wouldn't have like, because we, Jeff and I were talking about this like, earlier today where I was like oh I just have such a hard time with this because you want someone who it's like I could recommend that's like a known person but if they're too known why on earth would they they be in this yeah Denzel Washington's not doing this no because then I guess yeah or maybe he's fourth build or fifth build Uh, yeah 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 one one of the other uh, over Sister Mary Robert yeah original Bill Johnson definitely or it's like I could see like a Jimmy Smith or like a John Goodman you're like he's early enough in his Roseanne career that he's not headlining films for sure we're still two years away from the Flintstones (laughs) (laughs) yeah which I love Um, Halle Berry Halle Halle Berry Halle Berry Halle Berry could have been a Dolores I could have seen that like in 1998 early early Halle Berry uh, so this is talking about that Paul Rudnick New Yorker article. This is uh, him talking about this role specifically, which I thought was interesting because in the musical, this role is very clearly a love interest to oh, Dolores. Right. Uh, and in the movie, I've forgotten. I've blocked it out. It's very easy to just you to not read any of that into it. Correct. I, yeah, I, I, you have you could read some into him like I'm going to stick around. I'm going to see. You guys perform. He's still kind of around. I think he's yeah. still there at the end, but it's like it's not there at all. No, it's not about. No, that's no. why I like it. It's so I yes. found this considering that Harvey Keitel and her are together. Like his introduction is him bare chested. Yeah. They, they're kissing on the lips, which I thought was also interesting. That was very. I just found this peculiar. I'll just read this from Paul Rudnick. This is it quote, quoted from him from the New Yorker article. The studio deadlocked over casting Whoopi's love interest. The question was, should the officer be Caucasian or African-American? The studio was in a dither of political correctness mixed with business concerns. Was interracial love a brave step forward or would black audiences object? What about the white Southern demographic? How could the studio keep every moviegoer happy? Finally, a honcho burst into a meeting, burbling with excitement. I've got it. I've got the guy, he said. I know exactly who Whoopi's boyfriend should be. Edward James Almos. I stared at him. Finally, I said, excuse me, but do you think that if a black person and a white person have a baby, it's a Hispanic? Yes, he shouted triumphantly. And to this day, I'm not sure if he was kidding. Either way, I couldn't take the process and the notes and the prospect of all those nuns hugging, so I quit. So that I found, because <laughs> wow. that to me, saying his, bo- her boyfriend. Yeah, that I makes didn't it get sound that like, from the movie at all. But, but that makes me think there's some kind of cross cables. Because I'm like, well, that sounds more like Harvey Keitel. Because I could see Edward James almost in the Harvey Keitel yeah, role. Yeah. If that's where you're like, to then it's like, you know, you don't want to make the gangster black as well. You don't want to have like yep. all of our low, you know, the, I think it the, our villains also black. Three, like potentially Roman Catholic. Exactly. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. I think that plays so well into yeah, like, it really the, does. the religious. Uh, yeah. It's how, yeah. Harvey Keitel, I think is great in that. But uh, so that I was like, I don't know. Cause Edward James almost, I forget the name of it. He was doing some movie in this year where he was playing like a gangster. So I, I don't know. Yeah. But, He's a good enough actor. I could see Edward James almost in this cop role. I just find that very peculiar. Uh, so I don't well, know. Well, Hollywood is stupid. It yeah. really is. But yeah. this is from the words of the man that wrote the film yep. of whether or not. So take all that with a grain of salt because I just found that really strange. Oh. Um, I can't believe how noted to death this movie seems to have been. And yeah. T- and still turned out really they, good. Yeah, it's still so they good. They were fi- every day they would like show up. Like Whoopi hated filming this because they would show up and they would just be like, what are we filming today? Let's film something. They, they'd have to be filming new scenes every day. Like, cause they didn't know 
the script was being rewritten and they didn't know wow. what to do but they were like well as long as we can film something every day we're good so they were just coming up with scenes coming up with bits like okay let's have you you know wow. working with these nuns and doing this or let's have you wash in this car outside and yeah it's so rare that that works out yeah to be a good it, film. yeah i don't know how they that got. like seems very tightly stri- was it was it die hard we were talking about that it i was, was like hard. this is really good structure Bruce, and you're like they're yeah. making it up as they went along and that's rare that that works that out especially together. at least with the comedy it's like okay i mean especially that's how like judd apatow shoots now it's just so oh, much like let's just improv, improv a bunch of scenes yeah. and then you you can cut it's like it's like a what, what uh, wake up ron burgundy you filmed you made a whole other movie yes out of cut scenes from Anchorman so like half the trailer was not in the film yeah yeah. Anchorman (laughs) which I think is smart in a comedy that's true because when you whatever yeah 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 Uh, I I do also want to add a few more uh, bits that I did love from this Paul Rudnick article he said that after he left Sister Act was rewritten by half of Southern California (laughs) even as shooting began writers came and went and working on the film became a form of jury duty I'd get occasional updates from friends and gossip columns as the star the studio and the script erupted Whoopi one newspaper reported had shipped one of the executives a hatchet to Barry, and he had sent her a boxed set of heavy brass balls. Whoa. And it's funny, too, because it's such a joyful little movie. You never know that they're having this hell on earth. That the passive aggression behind the camera. Wow. Wow. So let's keep it going with Mother Superior. Right. Uh, Amy Jo, your thoughts on Maggie Smith. And who would you cast if you had to cast someone else? She's perfect. It's Maggie Smith. I know. It's Maggie Smith. <laughs> Dame. Dame Maggie Smith. I mean, I have other options, but there are other people who it's like, well, yeah, there's like a few people who it's like, well, get one of these people and it'll be great. You know, um, if we're going with other Brits, Judy Dench or yeah. Eileen Atkins. When did Judy Dench become Judy? The, the number one? Because Maggie was the number I, one. Was it? Um, was it Shakespeare in Love? Maybe. It got her the Oscar. That probably made her more when of a did she, Because and now I do feel like Judy gets first refusal of like, the British gals. I feel like she's more gals. prestige. But Maggie Smith also had been around for longer. She got that Oscar for Jean California Sweet and Jean Brody. That's know. true. I mean, she already had, you're right. She had two Oscars. But it was, it's still like, oh, but you won those Oscars so long ago, Maggie yeah. Smith. Judy's winning them for our hot Miramax films yeah, now. Yeah, I just, that, I do feel like Maggie Smith was like our number one English dame for a long yeah. time. And then it has now, sw- everyone still loves Maggie Smith. Yeah. But I do think judy dench gets all the parts it's true Prestige i want i wonder parts, yeah. i don't know i don't know if it's it, that, i think it I was like shakespeare it might have right. been and, yeah. and that was more like now you're you're ladies of a certain age mm. well they're both the same as I is eileen atkins I no 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 but that's what i mean like yeah oh now you get all the like quote-unquote old lady parts yes whereas maggie smith was a younger um u.s yeah. star maybe. but you i mean that's your you know your which which would you rather have judy's getting all these like leading roles and oscar nominations of mm-hmm. whatever notes on a scandal of, yeah, like, yeah mrs yeah, henderson right. presents and she's doing all these leading roles and maggie smith got that harry potter money oh and then that yeah. downton abby money that downton yeah. money which is also that takes up your time you, you got downton. filming a new harry potter movie every year oh that's gonna oh, eat yeah. into your schedule yep. no, no i'm not uh, oh, Maggie's I, not I in get trouble. It. I get it. <laughs> We're everyone's doing okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Eileen Atkins, arguably the least famous of those three, but yeah. also, you know, so good, fantastic. I saw her in Doubt on Broadway. Tremendous. Mm. Was she you the know? Cherry Jones part? Yeah, she was the replacement. I saw that whole replacement. That's cast. what I saw as well. The whole cast oh, turned wow. over. It was like her and Joe Malone. Gosford Park too, right? Oh yeah. yeah. She and Helen Mirren play her and Helen secret, Mirren sisters. Is... secret sisters. Come on. Um, no. Oh wait, sorry. Helen Mirren. 
I'm not seeing so much for this part. She could do it because it's Helen Mirren. She, but but she Helen was... Mirren is the one who's like, I can't be a nun. I'm having too much sex. That's yeah, exactly yeah, she, right. She's Dolores. I'm seeing. Exactly. <laughs> yes, I'm seeing more of a Judy Dench situation, yeah. more of an Eileen Atkins yeah. situation. Um, then. Uh, <laughs> You know who I found is the exact same age as Maggie Smith, who I was like, you know who we know from being a stern taskmaster? Louise Fletcher. I oh. thought that'd be kind of fun. Uh, I dig that. Yeah. I mean, very, yeah, very, cuckoo's very nest. different yeah. than Cuckoo's Nest, but also like a nice yeah. marketing back. Stop. You know, you've got her as Mother Superior and as Dolores Jack Nicholson. There you go. <laughs> I think it just makes sense. And then Dolores gets a lobotomy at the end. Oh, tragic. <laughs> <laughs> tragic. She just thinks the Pope is watching her. <laughs> <laughs> She does get shot by the guys. <laughs> um, I thought of, and I can't, and of course I can't remember her name now, but Driving Miss Daisy. Jessica Tandy. Jessica Tandy. Sure. Uh, of the time. Again, yeah. I was yes, yes, I was yes. locked mm-hmm. into the time. Jessica Tandy can, definitely is um, buttoned up and yeah. um, yes. upset. You need that bu- buttoned up and yeah. upset. Those are the two characteristics yeah. of this. Of oh, this I thought, um, and this is, this isn't as good as the other people I said, but I wanted to go back to Dolores. Um, like a Kathy Bates moment. Oh, never yeah. You know, Kathy like Bates she, she never gets mm-hmm. to play that kind of like jazz singer, but she does like. Oh, Kathy Bates is Dolores. Yeah. Oh, I see. You know what I mean? Like, I think it could work. Kathy Bates honestly occurred to me for like the Kathy and Jimmy role. Well, definitely. Mm-hmm. But she was too young to be, because again, I was yes, locked. Yes, yes. She would be a Mother Superior now. And she'd be great at it. I mean, but you could do, see her as like one a, one woman, Kathy Bates District. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think we she's doing it all. Plug her up. Hard. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, all I could think of was um, driving Miss Daisy, fried green tomatoes. Oh yeah. Oh, now we're talking about little quiet nun. Um, speaking of fried green tomatoes. Mary Louise Parker. Yeah. Mary Louise Parker. That's, yeah. That would have been Mary Robert. I could totally see that. And she wasn't too big at the time. Yeah, I don't think so. She uh, was like, great. yeah. I yeah. was thinking, speaking of Southern movie type things, mm-hmm. like potentially for uh, Mother Superior, you could get a Shirley MacLaine at this point in time. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Sour, old, sa- yes. sour, her doing her sour, sour acting. 100%. Carrie Fisher, again, back to Dolores. Did not think of Fisher's, Carrie Fisher. Yeah. That is, I did. Well, that she's her specifically, Whoopi had her come in like after the fact to help punch up, up. Punch up yeah. her lines, which Disney was not excited it's all these i, I forget Carrie i'm F- gonna didn't paraphrase Carrie do that for like a million yes. movies she's, oh, she she's a script doctor on like every yeah, yeah. she's like i'll but, give you but jokes. she was not hired she was like Whoopi hired her yeah. not disney she's like so i'll they were pay like, you out of pocket <laughs> oh wait because uh, they Carrie, also they did soap dish together yes. i forgot they were both in that but Carrie told Whoopi, uh you're getting in a pissing contest with people with actual dicks <laughs> 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 oh carrie r.i.p uh, I I also was like, give me Judy Dench, or I was like, give me Diana Rigg. Oh, Diana Rigg. Oh, Diana Rigg. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Maggie's so good. And also, I couldn't stop thinking of it when you and me, Joe, while we were watching it. <laughs> I know you, what you're going to say. You said that you thought Maggie Smith in this movie looked like Michael Caine. She looks so, when <laughs> you don't they have the hair. They all look pretty severe without the hair. When you don't have the hair. Yeah. 
you, it's just the eyes, and they have the same yes. kind of like hooded kind of eye. And I was like, oh my gosh, she could be related to Michael. Caine. When you now with Michael Caine, that's someone who is definitely hiding out in the convent as well. That he's got <laughs> oh. his own. But, but he that, has it's his like, own yeah, movie it, going it's, on. it's either about yeah, Get it's either Carter, taking out Maggie Thatcher, right? Oh yeah, he's hiding out from like I. We just robbed that bank, and now I got a heart yeah, out in this little convent farm kind of moment. Yeah. <laughs> it's me, Alfie. I've been oh, stuck in this habit for forever. It's Charles Four. I've been stuck here with all these. I'm not hiding from that shark. I used to be surrounded by all these birds. Now I'm surrounded by all these penguins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's there. Tim Curry's there. We're all, we're all just hiding out. Um, but yeah, Maggie Smith, it's so good. I mean, that's what you need. Yes, just severe. Oh, uh, um, yeah. Eileen Brennan from uh, oh, She Would Have yes. Been Good. Yeah. Now, okay, okay. Now we're talking. We have Goldie Hawn. Yeah. As Dolores. You have a private have Benjamin Brennan. reunion. Yes. Yeah, there you go. Ooh, now it's walking. <laughs> you need someone that it's incredibly funny to have them say boogie woogie on the piano. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think it works so great. It doesn't make sense to have someone British in this role, but it works perfectly. Because you care. want it's that snobs versus slobs. Yeah. You need the person coming in and be like, I don't follow any of the rules. So you need the strict Who's like the I'm so buttoned up. Right. Yeah. Of the and fish out of it water. works really well of having the one be an American and the one be a Brit. Yeah. It, it really works so Unless well. Unless it's Cynthia. And it's still Maggie Smith. And then it's sort of like high class, low, you know, cockney. Yeah. Oy, you know. Oy, oy, oh, the, oy, that oy. could work as well. If you, yeah. s- you could set it in. Oi. <laughs> <laughs> Say oi a lot. It just, every line just begins with an oi. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Oh, I got to get back to Reno. <laughs> And then for the the service, they all sing uh, UK Hun. Yeah. They sing yes. U- Bang Bang yeah. Bong, sing Sang Song. The Pope. <laughs> ding Ding Dong. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's I, nice. I could see it. So one other person that was offered the role of Mother Superior, Angelica Houston. Oh, yeah. Oh. I can see that. Which Regal, I love, but it's, yeah. you know, Severe, high status. High sta- yeah. yes. You're getting that height. Which I I, yes. I, I, I I did. Because you get the opposite with this. You get teeny tiny Maggie Smith just with Whoopi Goldberg just yeah. dancing around her. But Angelica Houston can, you know, hold her How ground. How tall is she? I don't know. She but seems she tall. Just seems, she seems tall. And even if she isn't tall, she acts tall. Mm-hmm. And that's what really matters. Yeah, it's true. Yes. Um, it's like Katie Hoffman would always say, like, well, I play six feet tall. I'm like, you know what? You do. You, you do. do play six feet tall. <laughs> the shoes do the work for you. Uh, <laughs> and she as well. I don't think she had either much or anything in 92. But this is right smack dab between Adam's Family in right. 91 and Adam's Family right. Values in 93. When was The Grifters? I think that was 90, either 90 or 91. Yeah. Oof. That's good. That's like all this stuff around this early 90s time of Angelica Houston. Great that, that time for Angelica. That to me is like, ooh, peak Angelica Houston. Mm-hmm. You know? I think she'd be great. She'd be great. But we got Maggie, which I'm always oh, yeah, happy about. It is Maggie. This is one of those where it all worked out just right. Oh, yeah. yeah Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. So there were a few characters we didn't mention, so I want to briefly touch on them. We got Harvey Keitel as Vince La. Roca. Roca. I'm, I keep wanting to say La Roca. Uh, yeah, who I think he's great. I, yeah, it's, he's it's a great. small, he's not in it much, but I think he does everything he needs to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, did anyone have anything? It's just like to... you could insert any Goodfellas cast it's member. It's true. You know, but it's yes. like. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's like you can't afford, Pesci, well, you can't afford Robert De Niro. And Joe Pesci is like, do we want to see Joe Pesci kissing Whoopi with his yeah, shirt and off? He's like, t- I don't he, know. Again, do. someone who plays 
six feet. He plays five feet. This is so yeah. it's sort of like you, is that, was, um, you can get Bob Hoskins back doing his little. Who's the other uh, Goodfellas guy? The main Goodfellas guy. Ray Liotta. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Like that guy. All, like all of them. Guys. Truly, yeah. it's like yeah. rotate the Goodfellas. If we're doing guys. it today, we're doing Bobby Cannavale, who I yeah, feel like yeah. we suggest every other week on this podcast. <laughs> well, if it was the, the one decade removed to this and two, you're getting James Gandolfini. Yeah, I totally. mean, yes. if he's not all mafiaed out from the Sopranos at that yeah. point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, we've got Mar- Mary Wicks as Sister Mary Lazarus. Uh, she was in White Christmas. She was in, and then she was Aunt March in 94's Little Women. So I was like looking to see like what else oh, she had done. Oh, so much weeping. And she's I did so over that funny. Film. She's so funny in this yeah. film. She's great. She's I fantastic. truly have no. I have written a couple of notes about oh, her. Sister Mary Lazarus is it. Mm-hmm. I have written that. And I've also written one of my favorite lines of hers. We can't leave it up to the feds. Yeah, oh, yeah. I love that she's anti-feds. The There's that. And then I watched the trailer. And she gets the final trailer line, which is when Whoopi is like, you know, like, we're always going to be together. And she's like, that's what Diana Ross said. Yeah, that's great. Oh, I forgot. I did have a mother superior. Um, Angela Lansbury, maybe. Well, yes. Yeah. We get yeah. that sweetness, yeah. and we yeah. get that Manchurian candidate. Yes, because she could, she could and bring. Like, oh, uh, she could Angela. bring the Manchurian candidate, um, and I, you know, I think she would have been good. I forgot that was one of mine. I mean, I mean, if this was made in two thousand eight, if you're getting Amy Adams as the the younger one, get Meryl, get Meryl. Oh, truly, as oh, yeah. as, but as Sister Aloysius from <laughs> Doubt, <laughs> with the accent, with that Bronx accent, she keeps saying, "I have such." That, that's like, the big Meryl? scene between the two where it's like I'm leaving, I have to leave the convent like I've lost control of them and it's, it's like what do you mean like you you had enough control I have such doubts what Viola Davis is playing yes. Viola <laughs> Dolores and then love you it. know we have we have uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman Philip Seymour Hoffman as, as the, the Monsignor Ma- the Monsignor dual role as uh, <laughs> the cop and the Monsignor he could do it <laughs> yeah he, he could he true, did true West yeah. he did true West yeah you know a, a John C. Riley in the cop role as well he's someone coming in where you're like you're immediately oh, yeah. like oh Wild. yeah you're safe River you're Wild on our side too. yeah sure okay all right i didn't know it wasn't one-to-one but turns out it is <laughs> turns out it's a one-to-one this with is doubt john patrick shanley's doubt even though john c Riley not in that movie but he, he but could be he could have been be. he's hiding in the background somewhere <laughs> yeah, he's, in he's just a friendly janitor who comes by being like oh don't Witness know about that so this is the theatrical movie debut of beth fowler who's one of the choir nuns who's probably best known as former nun Sister Jane Ingalls in the first few seasons of Orange is the New Black mm. uh, and a huge amount of Broadway credits and I really wanted to spotlight her. She was the original Mrs. Potts in Beauty and the Beast on Broadway. Oh, wow. And two Tony nominations for Boy From Oz with Hugh Jackman. Yes. yes. And because Amy Jo mentioned this in our last episode talking about Bob Gunton, she played Mrs. Lovett in the 1989 uh, revival yes, of Sweeney Todd. Yes, she opposite did. Which Bob nun was she? Gunton. Just one of the singers. She's just a credit as choir nun. So she's, I don't think she's got any lines, but she's a broad, you know, Broadway singer. That, you know, there's that one song, maybe it's My God. It's a matter, it's a matter. They go she through made a, solo. a bunch of them. And one of them, one of the younger ones that would have been about her age stood out to me. I was like, this lady, <laughs> yeah, this yeah. lady, I think she's got it. She's yeah. got the stuff. She's got the stuff. She's got it. She, that's Mrs. Potts right there. She's got Ms. I love Potts the ones. That, there's like the Italian nun. There's the German oh, yes. nun. Yeah. Oh. And then there's there's the razzle dazzle nun. Yeah. Maybe she's the razzle. She could be razzle dazzle. She's I mean, giving we them saw, that we saw Boy from Oz. I can yeah. go back and mm-hmm. take. So a was look. she Judy Garland? She was not Judy Garland. She was no, no, no. She was not. She was Marion Wuno. I believe she's had the last number of Act One. I did not see Boy from Oz. You know what? I've forgotten a lot of Boy from Oz. Mercifully, no. I think it was. uh, We'll we'll talk about it off off pod. Off camera. The listeners are all like. (laughs) 
I know. Please Blake move Jenny on. Garland. <laughs> yeah. Please, we don't want to hear about boy from <laughs> Please <Oz>. move on. <laughs> uh, so we already mentioned the other, the one actress who had played uh, young Whoopi in Color Purple, but Isis Carmen Jones, who plays the younger version of Dolores in the beginning of the film, mm-hmm. she that same year would play a younger version of Whoopi's character in Star Trek The Next Generation. There's an episode where she gets de-aged. So it's her like acting like Whoopi. It's not even like her as a child. It's her getting magically de-aged in uh, the season six episode Rascals, which I just love that Whoopi was just like, oh yeah, just get the girl. Uh, She she, she does a great young me. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She's got my vibe. (laughs) <laughs> uh, and finally, we got to talk about Kathy to Jimmy, his sister Perry Ma- Mary Patrick, it's sister perfect. Perry Matrick. She was sister Mary really, Patrick, so and she still is killing it. But she really killed the early nineties. Yes, yeah. Yes. That, I mean, what killed a them. yeah, sister act, hocus pocus, I mean, sister act too. It's like what a what a and, what and a perfect, just perfect crush, a crush, constant crush, a crush. Yeah, she said that she was not sure how to portray this character and she happened to catch anchor mary hart on entertainment tonight she said i turn on the tv it's something with me and sally field running around and they come back to mary hart and she went that's sally field you gotta love her and i said oh my god that's my nun (laughs) so after the movie came out she sent mary hart a bouquet of roses but never told her why oh that's great i love that's incredible oh i love that yeah i mean it's such an iconic performance because it is so (laughs) like like, i'm just excited about everything yeah and like it's so clear without being a caricature like it really walks that line where you're like how is it but you're like i believe it she's a nun yeah she's the habit also does a lot of work for you that's a great example of an actor understanding how a costume is working for them she knows the funniest way to dance wearing that wearing that outfit which is hard because it is sort of just a smock and how how do you show your body Mm -hmm. in that outfit she does a great yeah just her dancing alongside like the other kids where they all just start walking away it's it's so delightful it's It's so and her in the bar playing mashed potato which was on the soundtrack oh which Uh, we danced too many a time (laughs) cooled down a moment there would you do would you do that dance together like where she's where Kathy Jimmy pulls a random bartender and they're kind of doing a little shimmy around we had our own choreography we did oh of course my apologies Aaron thanks Listen, yeah. <laughs> listen, we had our own creative license and we took it. <laughs> Artists. <laughs> well, Sky you know, when, when we were going to, uh, you know, do our production, we would have to pay that choreographer if we stole her choreography. Exactly. So we came up with We knew own. how the world worked <laughs> of, yeah. young course, of course, what was I yeah, thinking? Oh, yeah. uh, so let's do final thoughts. I've got a few pieces here, but uh, anything else we haven't talked about from the film or any other characters, teeny tiny characters or whatnot that you either, any that one wanted to spotlight? Love the two mob guys. We yeah. already They're talked about funny. the background they, It's singers. such a dumb joke, but they really sell that they joke. They do a of, good job. We can't shoot her because she's a nun. Yeah. And then I, I, we cannot state it enough, but really Whoopi is, she's a treasure. It's, We're lucky yes. to share the planet with Whoopi. We Goldberg. sure are. <laughs> it's crazy how good she is in this movie. And um, every movie. I, I, one of my favorite lines, which we haven't talked about, is, which I had forgotten about, because there was a lot of this movie that's like so imprinted yes, on my mind, yes. and then some stuff that I'd just completely forgotten, either because it wasn't funny to me as a child, or just because right. it's been forever since I've watched it, but the Maggie Smith line, and people wish to kill you, anyone who's met you, I imagine. <laughs> yes, so, so English. funny. 
just so like maybe that was the Carrie Fisher. <laughs> I it's so oh, good. Yeah. Maybe, yeah, she's just so just funny. Sneaking some lines over to yeah, Maggie yeah, as well. Yeah, Maggie. And then one of my favorite things from in college, I had a couple friends who like one of our things we would do is we would just say Sister Mary Clarence in place of like an exclamation or in place That's of great. swearing. So we'd be yeah. like, oh, Sister Mary Clarence, yeah. like about anything, and at that volume, yes, yes, at all times, and it just because it made us all laugh so hard to just try and find excuses to scream it at one another. Oh, so, yeah, it's okay. an indelible mark this film has left. Oh, it's so good. Uh, so I've got two two things here. Uh, I have to bring up, because of my own personal experience with this, that Paul Rudnick, when Bette Midler was attached, she suggested to him, like, you should go to an actual convent to do research. So he went to stay at an abbey in Bethlehem, Connecticut, which is notable because the Prior, Amy Jo just remember this. Uh, the prioress of this convent is Mother Dolores Hart, who is a younger woman, had been an actress, singer, and dancer in such Hollywood movies as The Elvis Vehicle, King Creole, and The Beach Romance, Where the Boys Are. So she is still the only known nun to be a voting member of the Academy because she loves getting the screeners. Uh, <laughs> but this convent in Bethlehem, Connecticut, is right next to a teeny tiny regional theater that I have worked at wow. so i got to meet and paul, and paul Rennick, i read the new yorker article he never actually met her he, he he just like never saw her around he saw some figure like in the distance and he's like i think that's her but i don't want to bother her uh but i met her we did like a little this like some bef- like in the middle of the pre- performances some like one-off benefit reading thing or maybe it's i think it was like the week before we opened so i did like a little monologue from the show a little performance and she did like a re- some poetry reading uh and she's a very sweet woman but this I, I mean, this, this, oh, this theater, this theater, uh, I'll say it this way. On one side of us was a convent and the other side was a farm. So all throughout <laughs> our shows, this is an outdoor theater. I pet goats they were go- before they would I scream. saw your show. During wow. the show, you would hear that they would, the goats would be screaming. I felt like Clarice Starling. Yes, I hear like the, the, the lambs, the lambs, the crying of the lambs. Um, but our first preview, our first preview, uh, or not, not our, our one and only preview it was like an invited dress. Uh, there was like maybe four random family members and then sitting in the front two rows about 20 nuns oh my i love that Uh, michael my husband um we watched this movie together last night and when the nuns come into the bar he was like i would love it if nuns i mean that's the thing if 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 my favorite bar became a nuns bar i'd be there every night (laughs) every night these dancing drinking nuns i love it i would love it uh, so, because many scenes were shot in Reno, the cast members would often stay in their nun outfits and wander off the set to pull, pull some pranks at the casinos, bars, clubs, and strip clubs. Oh, so fun. One such prank was when Catherine and Jimmy and Wendy McKenna ordered wine and fries to their hotel room, but when the waiter arrived, McKenna was seated on the bed, transfixed on the television, which was tuned to loud porn. Oh. Until McKenna could no longer contain her laughter and lost a $100 bet with Najimi. Oh, I love that. Amazing. But in Reno, I'm sure that guy's like, seen it, sisters. I've seen worse. (laughs) Amy Jo. Jeffrey. What are you recommending this week? Well, I was thinking that if the listener has watched this on Disney+, Plus, another thing they should watch on Disney+, Plus is The Muppet Show, which has just been released. Hallelujah and hooray. Uh, If you're looking for something that is extremely low stakes and extremely charming, buy gum. 
I recommend the old Muppet Show. It's the original from the 70s, and it's great. Aaron, what would you like to recommend? I saw a animated film by the cartoon saloon um, called Wolf Walkers, and Ooh. it was so good. It's on Apple Plus. I loved it. Um, it was just beautiful, hand-drawn, uh, uh, and, you know, it maybe starts and you think, oh, this is just like a really well-drawn kids movie but then i did i did not know what was going to happen and it is high drama which i like in an animated <laughs> i mean lots of weeping people the stakes are very high <laughs> um which i like oh great i had no idea i've heard such good things but i didn't know it was, it was like great. i was like oh this seems charming like some... it's charming in the beginning no. and it's charming the whole way right. but i you know great. when we hit act two it's like okay <laughs> okay <laughs> we're going there we're going for love it, it. Well, yeah. Jeff. Amy Jo. What are you recommending? Uh, I just saw it today. We're recording this a little in advance. So this just dropped on HBO Max. And uh, I cannot recommend enough. Judas and the Black Messiah from director Shaka King. I mean, Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield are given two of the best performances of this past year. And uh, it's an infuriating movie in many ways because of the subject matter. But I think it's a very important story that's being told. And it's told exceptionally well. Uh, about is the FBI's infiltration of the Black Panther Party and the assassination of the party chairman, Fred Hampton. Uh, it's an incredible film, and the two of them are bananas in it. I uh, can't recommend it enough. So that is what we are recommending this week. Da -da -da. Aaron, we cannot thank you enough for being on. Oh, I had too much fun. <laughs> Sinful. Uh-oh. <laughs> that boogie-woogie on the piano. <laughs> Uh, do you have anything that you would like to personally recommend or where people could find you, perhaps? Um, I don't go on much, but I am on Instagram at Garbage Troll. <laughs> and then I wrote a novel called The Astonishing Life of August March that is available for purchase. It's excellent and was recommended many episodes ago <laughs> on this here podcast. But give it a read to lift your spirits, listener. Give it a read to lift your spirits, listener. Listener, give it a read <laughs> and lift your spirits. <laughs> if you have a movie that you'd love for us to break down the casting of, email us at endalmoststarring at gmail.com and let us know. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at andalmoststarring. Especially if you want to know what film we'll be doing next week. Oh my we gosh, we'll tell you. Clearly. So until next time, I'm Jeff Ronan. I'm Amy Jo Jackson. And thanks for joining us to see who almost starred.